Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast on a beautiful Thursday where the coordinators are talking and Greg Rags is annoying me, but I love him still. And we've got a very jam-packed show for you today as we're going out to Denver to talk to our DNVR Broncos correspondent. Hank Chisholm's going to be with us in about 10 minutes. Adam Hogue from Hallis Hall. I've got a request for Bears fans. Gregory Braggs, how are you, buddy? I am wonderful. Just peachy. Bears are 0-3. The Uh Bulls have no hope. Don't say that. The Cubs what are, talking about? Just are on. going to miss the playoffs. They've Lawrence. blown two games. I'm just, I am just delightful. It, Chicago sports couldn't be in a better place right now. Lawrence, how you doing? Uh, I'm better than Braggs. I feel like yesterday I might have been in a bit of a Braggs uh, zone of negativity, but, uh, you know, today. You're, you're there today? That's we're fine. What, Everything's good. Talking. Everything's I, good. I, I, I get it, Braggs. Got my t- dog t- on my shirt. Look at my um, dog. Look at Letty Bear. Oh, she's so cute. There Love you her. go. Ravi was in the Cubs chat last night, and he said, I save all my hatred for the Bears. I can't be mad at the Cubs. <laughs> it's been a tough couple of days for the Cubbies. Uh, there's there's no way around it. Up 6 nothing, losing last night to it. Hey, look, they're uh – I don't, I don't have any words of wisdom on the Cubs. I don't even want to talk about it. So let's talk about the Bears. And let's talk about Luke Getze. I Oof. want to get right into this. Because Luke is under fire, as is Justin Fields, as is Matt Eberflus, as is Ryan Poles, as is Staley, as is literally everyone. And so I just thought it was interesting. I was wondering, is he going to, or how is he going to stay positive, or what's he going to say today? And so, hey, how come the offense uh, didn't put up any more points last week? And this was Getze about, I don't know, an hour ago talking about, uh, yeah, there were opportunities out there. So what happened last week? We felt like we had a, we had a few opportunities to create. Um, I mean, there's probably seven or eight plays that we felt like that should have been explosive plays. And uh, for whatever it was, just a lack of execution and a lack of uh, particular detail to a number of different situations, a number of different pe- uh, parts of it. Uh, and, you know, when you're playing a really good team like that, you can't let those opportunities slide by. And we did. Seven or eight uh, uh, explosive plays. Wait, hold on. Did I, did I just hear that right? Did you just say that... There were seven or eight explosive plays. Hold on, hold on a second here. I mean, I, 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 I you were, have you been working on these these opportunities? When I say that number seven or eight ish, you know that we felt like the execution uh, on a typical basis and in practice and everything like as you're going into it, you're excited about those opportunities and we didn't seize them. We had them right there to take and we didn't do that. So uh, not just those particular, but multiple. Okay, so they've been working on them in practice. They've been executing in practice. They haven't executed in the games. Does that mean, Luke, one more question for you. Does that mean that you guys are close, as your head coach said, to getting this done? Yeah, I don't know uh, as far as, like, how close we are, how far away we are. I just know that we have to improve our execution. That's as simple as that, right? It starts with uh, executing on the practice field, which, you know, has been pretty damn good. So uh, we got to make sure we carry that over to the game, though. Oh, my God. Thank you for your honesty. I so appreciate it. I have no idea how close we are. None. 
We do it in practice. We can't do it in the game. Is the quarterback going to see it in the game? I don't know. Is the receiver going to run the right route in the game? I don't know. Is he going to catch the pass that's in his hands? I don't know. Is the back going to break a tackle uh, on a one-on-one situation? Yeah, I have no idea on that either. Is the offensive line going to have Nate Davis? Is it going to have whoever's out there doing their job? I have no idea. No clue. I see it in practice. I haven't seen it in the game. I appreciated that part of his correspondence and I did think it was super interesting that he said seven or eight explosive plays that they missed that is calling out his offense of not getting things done when there are opportunities yeah I mean hindsight is 2020 but not here at CSGO Bears we talked about this in the preseason saying that they needed to get as many meaningful reps when the bullets were live because he can sit there in that last clip and talk about yeah we, we do it well in practice you can do a lot of things well in practice. You're not tackling the same way. You're not hitting the quarterback. The offensive and defensive lines aren't, you know, pr- doing the same kind of war of attrition that you get in a live game. Luke Etsy agrees with you. He, but he, the, where he differs from you is that, look, we could have done it in preseason, but they don't run real defenses in preseason. So we wouldn't have seen teams scheming for us, making it difficult for us. So Yeah, but the – blocking you know the like in the first few games like chase claypool's you know lack it's just like a lack of physicality you've got to kind of like build up that callus i i i I hear you and i agree with you walk before you run like yeah okay fine they're not scheming for you i still want to see chase claypool you got to be ready for the fight man yeah i still want to like okay the detail part you got to be smart enough to know you know different you know blitzes and things different coverage looks that's different but to, to step into a fight and you haven't thrown a few punches, you know, warming up in the ring, you're not going to be ready. Every man's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. I, I got a 499 Super Chat from Quentin Helms. After watching this week's QB School, I'm questioning our offensive scheme so much more. This may have been the worst scheme uh, that has looked. Oof. And then uh, 499 from Eli. Isn't a lack of detail and execution after three weeks a coaching issue? Yes. yes. When will we get coaches who hold themselves accountable, not just players? We'll right. see. So, Eli. Excellent teeing up of a conversation there by you. They are saying that they're holding themselves accountable, and I believe they're holding themselves accountable. But I do think, does anybody think it's as interesting as I think it is that he's saying, like, look, we had seven or eight explosive plays. I set this up for you. It was right there for you. We schemed this against Kansas City. Let's do this. This is what it's going to look like. Now you guys got to execute it. But what more do you want me to do? I, I, I feel Luke Etsy on that. I'm a little bit like, shocked. I'm a little bit surprised that he said it the way he said it today. And I don't want to make it. The Duke does not agree. And I don't, I don't want to make a bigger deal out of what he said either. Yeah, Duke says lack of execution is such a load of crap. His scheme sucks. And that's definitely something I'd be interested to hear his opinion on you know a lot of people have pointed out that the scheme doesn't make a lot of sense these wide receivers running the same route in the same area a lot of different you know obviously we've talked a lot about the screens but it's beyond that too you know just the route running and the concepts of these routes don't seem to make a lot of sense so I, I, I get that, and I, I'm watching everybody, Tim Jenkins and company, break down and saying, what, what the hell is this? This doesn't make any sense. Chase and so Daniels Chase is Dan- coming to his defense. R- Dan Orlovsky. Right, right. They're know. all over there. I, 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 you know, I watch it, I see it, and I sit there and scratch my head, too. Ryan Baldinger said nobody's open. Right. Well, well that's a different, but the, hold on. That's a whole other thing. They're, but what Baldy's talking about is they're running these routes. These guys aren't good enough to get open. 
So where's Justin supposed to go with the ball? I just think that we're, we're, we're I mean, going. Adam, we're, Hogue, Adam we're, Hogue had that one clip on Monday where he's like, oh, the old two against four when right. they threw that screen. I, I Right. But I, th- I think we're in a situation where it, it, it and I think it's pretty clear right now that it is literally everything. But I also. This narrative and, I, and I'm putting it out there, too. I want to throw myself into the mix of saying, like, Blitzmore, get to the quarterback don't run this the you know don't send three receivers out or two receivers out in this in the in the same five yard space and run the same route that makes no sense but i i do think at the end of the day if you have really talented dudes who can get to the quarterback then it looks completely different i don't think i don't think you can just sit there and and, and point at Matt Eberflus, now defensive coordinator, slash Allen Williams, or even at Getze, when the team itself, the talent on the roster is subpar. I, the, right, it's a pick your poison. It's the, either the, it's, death it, by it, a thousand cuts right. or the or the hammer. I, I just am having a hard time thinking. I'm not saying the coaches can't do better, but I'm having a hard time when I'm dig, you know, digesting all of this that saying, well, if they were coached right, this team would be, you know, Rocking and rolling, and we'd be two and one, and not sitting here at zero and three. The uh, Bucks game, they could have won. The Bucks game, if they do some things sure, differently in that sure. game, they had that game in their hands. Sure, sure. All right. Well, here, that's. I got a request for Bears fans that I want to get to, and Hoke's coming up, but we got our guy from DNVR checking in. My guy Hank, battling his way out of. Montana to cover the Broncos, fulfilling his lifelong dream, and uh, and and oh, I'm sorry, Duke, Duke, Duke. I did not see you there. I I apologize. Let me get this in here. 1999 from the Duke. Part of your game plan was leaving Darnell right on an island against Chris Jones. He definitely schemed up some big plays for the Chiefs' defense. Ah. Getzy can't be fired soon enough. He sucks. All right, well, there's the Duke. He wants Getzy out. I I would say when you say can't be fired soon enough, Duke, like right now. Who do you want calling the plays? I'll do it. You'll do it. Darcy. Why don't we why don't we have Matt Eberflus call the offensive plays and the defensive plays and uh, you, I'm I'm sure your answer would be Andrew Janoko. You're not Duke. I love you. I do. I really do. We can't we're not firing the OC right now. Uh 9.99 from Darish Darash. Darshi Darsh. Darshi Darsh. Was Getsy ever good? Or was Rodgers really calling it and made him look good? He wasn't the he, – this is, this is still him finding ways to screw the Bears. <laughs> he, he's, man, now, there's a good take. Luke Getze, who was screwing the Bears in Green Bay, is now trying to screw the Bears as he's working for the Bears. Look, he wasn't the OC in, in, in Green Bay. So, remem, rem, reminder, the Bears hired a first-time general manager, they hired a first-time head coach, and they hired a first-time OC. Don't remind me. Henry, what's up, <laughs> Hank? DNVR making time for us. Good. To, I think we do. We have Henry. Can we hear him? Uh, yes. Just give me one second. You're good. Hold on. Yeah, there we are. Hi, Hank. What's up, Hank? How's it going? Oh, good to hear. Good to hear you, brother. Good to hear you, man. How are you? Oh, did, not bad. Did, it's kind of crazy you, watching you guys read those super chats because it just feels like you're just interchanging names from our show. Just like in, <laughs> instead of talking about Vance Joseph, it's just like Luke Getzey. He can't get out of here fast enough. Like it's the exact same thing. 
Well, we're interchanging the names from the last regimen with Matt Nagy, and, and you know, it's the same kind of narrative. Right, but the difference is, hey, you have the coach that Bears fans would kill for. A veteran has done it, won a Super Bowl, highest level. We always hire these first-timers that can't do anything. You have that there. And he's 0-3, so maybe that's some level of message for Bears fans. Although every time he's been 0-3, Sean Payton turns it around and has a, you know, at least a competitive team, which, if we're following history, probably would start this week against the Bears. But <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's uh, the way it would play out. But, I mean, the honeymoon phase here is over. You know, again, Broncos fans are in the exact same spot. You go from uh, – so after Kubiak, who won the Super Bowl, you go to Vance Joseph and then to Vic Fangio and then Hackett. And again, they're all these first-time head coaches. And so you say, wow, if they just got, like, an experienced coach, everything would be great. And then they get Sean Payton, and now they're 0-3 and coming off a 50-point loss. I mean, what was that like? I mean, we've, had, we've experienced some bad losses in our time here as Bears fans. I think we all – Bears fans always revert back to the one year, you know, a long time ago when Carm was around, they won 73 to nothing. Uh, so that was like, that's something Bears fans always talk about. I've never experienced, at least to my knowledge, the Bears ever giving up 70 points. What was that like for you to watch in the moment? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of absurd. So, I mean, it starts with the third play of the game when the defense uh, forgets about Tyreek Hill. Obviously, can't do that. Um, then a couple offensive mistakes, then another immediate touchdown. So you're sitting there and you're like, okay, this is 14-0. And... The Broncos seem like the offense can like move the ball a little bit if they just kind of get out of their own way. Maybe this is like a shootout type of deal. But then by halftime, it's like 35 to 10, I think it was, 35-13. And then they're just off and running, like missed tackles all over the place. There's like 20-something missed tackles. There's just big plays. You've got the rookie running back just going for four touchdowns and 250 yards. It's 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 unbelievable to watch. Like you you just it's baffling because it's it, i mean uh 70 points in a game that's happened i think three four times in the history of the league it's just shocking to sit through now now brian wait Schuster. hold on wait what was more shocking was it watching that game or walking into the raggedy inn in indianapolis <laughs> oh i mean it was a raggedy inn it was a raggedy yeah. inn because at <laughs> well, least like there's like a there's like a slide in the game where you're like oh this is might still work out all right. Oh, no, this is getting bad. Oh, no, this is really bad. With Raggedy Inn, you walk right in, and it's just weird in there. It's immediate. <laughs> For those not getting that reference, we stayed in both DNVR and CHO stayed in a very haunting, weird Airbnb in, in, in Indy that that Hank got to share into. What were you wanting to ask? Yeah, I just wanted to add on that, you know, Brian Schuster in the chat says, KC could have easily scored 70 they points could've. on the Bears, and I agree with that, but the reason most teams don't is because they call off the dogs at one point. Do you feel like there was a running up of the score a bit? Did At any point, did it feel like it was some kind of disrespect going on? You worried about Hank's feelings? Go no, ahead. No, I just am curious. I've never, because <laughs> like you've said, it's just so rare and teams have been capable of it, but Mike McDaniel's kind of a different animal, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they did kind of call off the dogs is the crazy thing. So there were a bunch of problems, obviously. Like there's not one problem that leads to giving up 70 points. That, that'd be crazy. But, but one of the many problems was the linebackers. So instead, they've played like a 3-4 defense for a decade. This week, they decide, oh, no, we're going 4-3. Got to get the rookie Drew Sanders on the field. He wasn't ready. Nobody knew their run fits. 
it was baffling. Then all of a sudden you lose Josie Jewell to an injury. He's like the green dot guy. He's in charge of all the communication for the defense. You've already lost Justin Simmons, who's another piece of that. So communication's rough. Um, the linebackers are playing poorly. Now you're asking Alex Singleton to take on the green dot. I'm going to ask him today. I'd imagine it's the first time in his career that he did that. And so nobody's setting the edge. Nobody knows their run fits. So even though the Dolphins were not throwing the football, they're handing it off to a rookie running back. Like they're not even like giving it to Mostert at that part, that point in the game, but the rookie running backs going for 50, 60 yards a pop. And so even when you call off the dogs, like maybe the nicest thing they could have done is just gone back to passing because the Broncos did not know what their responsibilities were. Hey, so I'm, expl- exp- I'm starting Roshan Johnson uh, okay. this week. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I, I want you to explain to Bears fans as best you can, Hank, why the Broncos are a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bears with everything you just named. Um, I think it has more to do with the Bears and the Broncos, honestly. But I, I do think the offense has shown some good things. I think uh, they were obviously awful last year. They've been really bad for a half decade or more. Um, but this year, you know, 15th in points, 15th in yards. Uh, Russell Wilson, personally, his stats are really good. Like I, I wrote yesterday, he's the fifth highest paid quarterback in the league. He's playing like about what you'd expect from the fifth highest quarterback in the league. He's also playing like exactly what you'd expect from Russell Wilson himself. He has a 100.2 passer rating um, in his career this year, 99.5. It's right there. He's also throwing for 30 yards more a game than he has in his career. So the offense is doing some good things. It's also the third most penalized offense. They're kind of getting their own way in, in, in that regard. You know, Cortland Sutton had the two fumbles last week. There's some things like that that need to be cleaned up, but offensively, in general, the, the things seem to be going well. It's just the defense that's really taken a step back. It seemed, it seemed like with Russell Wilson, there was kind of this friction because of his Hollywood persona. How is that? How has that been this year? Is, are people starting to come around to the way Russell Wilson is? He uh, he's been a little bit out of the spotlight, which is um, it's got to be nice for him. Um, because he isn't getting the blame. I mean, there's still some fans who cling on to the, like, last year with everything that happened. You know, they'll, they'll say, like, oh, if you just got rid of Russ, and you're just like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Russell Wilson's doing everything you've asked of him. Uh, but, but when there's so many other problems happening, he's just kind of off on the side. You know, I think that everything blew up last year because, obviously, there's the memes. Like, he's done it himself, the danger witch, all that sort of stuff. As soon as things go badly, people people can really pile on when you give them that sort of ammunition. But so far, there just hasn't been much of a reason to pile on. And so, you know, the, the ammunition's still sitting right there. There's just nobody really using it. I, I read your piece on, on, on Russell, and it's interesting that if you – this will probably come to a surprise to many, but his stats are – dead on similar to Patrick Mahomes like they're identical which was kind of amazing uh I don't know I'm picking the Broncos after I seriously after like looking at you played a tight game with the Raiders you played a tight game with the Commanders okay fine you got killed by the Dolphins but some people think that Miami's the best team in the NFL right now uh you got Sean Payton I hate saying this ahead of our Sunday pregame show and I'm going to get but like right now at this particular moment not f- fully pot committed I feel like I'm going to pick the Denver Broncos to win the football game am I nuts um again like if the Broncos were playing any other team no offense then yeah probably but also the Bears have the problems of their own you know there's that tier there at the bottom where it's like and the Broncos are very much in there like the Broncos are very much in that tier you've got them you've got the Cardinals who I mean I'm 
they won, so maybe they're not in that tier anymore. But it's just ridiculous this week that the Dolphins do what they did. The Broncos just take that beating. And now all of a sudden the Broncos are favorites and the Dolphins are underdogs this week. Like it just feels wrong, but I can't, I can't blame you. Nothing would surprise me in this game. Nothing at all would surprise me. I'm going to steal Mark's question that he asked our last week's guest who was from Kansas city or a Kansas city fan. So I want to ask you the same question he asked. If you were if you were giving the Chicago Bears advice and they came to you and said, "All right, how do we how are we going to beat Denver? What what's the advice you would give them?" Oh, wow. Um I think it starts with that running game. I think in particular the Dolphins did a great job with that like toss crack so you get the the slot receiver in there pretty tight and and he just kind of you, you toss behind him and he just cracks in and takes out your outside linebacker. And the Broncos could not solve that last week. And so now you're just out there with lead blockers on the edge, guaranteed like 10 yards. I think that that was kind of the, the big thing that went wrong is they could just go back to that play over and over and over. And you've got River Craycraft out there who you probably never heard of, and that's the point. And, and he's just taking out Randy Gregory back to back to back plays. And you're just like, you can't, you can't see this coming at all. Um, so there's, there's a play that I go to, but it's just the ground game in particular, like commit to it, get the ball outside, um, and hope that the Broncos have learned nothing from what's happened in the past, like game and a half or so since they've been unable to get a stop. Let's have a fan fight. You grew up in Montana. You're a dire Broncos fan. You're working for DNVR. You're living the dream. But you know that Bears fans are better than Broncos fans, right? We are way hardier. We are just – we've, we've, we've been through more. We didn't get to enjoy John Elway and back-to-back Super Bowls. Like, you, you know that the heart and the soul of fans is just greater in Chicago, right? I mean, I don't know if I can get quite – behind all that <laughs> i will say you know you go back to snl like the bears like they, there's a reputation for you guys you know there's there's a you've got a lot that's that's on your side um i do think that when i think of chicago sports fans now it's more of the it's it just kind of sad i guess like it's just kind of like down like like maybe like hopeful hopeful a little bit right, just hey, like, throw I, some dirt on nothing us nothing happening there no, 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 no. You are not giving pity to the city that had six titles with MJ, three three cups with Kane and Taze, to uh, an unbelievable run by the 05 White Sox, to the 2016 Cubbies. When's the last time the Rockies won a World Series, Henry? Huh? <laughs> there you go. Go Rockies. Go Rockies with it. I mean, what? We've got uh, Broncos Super Bowl 2015. We've we reigning NBA champions, one year removed from a Stanley Cup. Like, I, I get there's a lot of stuff in the history, but right now, you know, right you now, gotta, you yeah. got to be right yeah, no, now by, I mean, by millions of miles. No, let's honestly, be honest. I mean, uh, you know, I understand last week the Colorado Buffaloes, you know, got the break speed he, off them. He used to cover the Buffs. But um, yep. you, it does feel like Colorado is like the epicenter of the sports world right now. And it and that culture shift happens so fast with Deion Sanders. Uh, it's certainly fun to watch. I, I'm a Notre Dame Irish football fan, but I make sure I tune in every week for Colorado because it's, it's become must-see TV. So let me ask you this. It would probably never happen here in Chicago, but I'm going to throw this hypothetical world out here anyway. If the Bears were somehow to draft Shadur Sanders, would Deion Sanders have any consideration to want to coach his son in the NFL? Are you kidding? Uh, so I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. I, 
if you want the real answer, the real answer is that everybody who knows him, like the guy who wrote his biography, like all that sort of stuff, they all say he's never going to the NFL just because he understands that what he does doesn't really work there. But I like where you're going with the Shador stuff because if there was one thing that would get him to, to leave, it would be following his son. That would kind of make sense. Um, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical, but if things don't go great at Colorado, you know, six and six this year, maybe Shador stays and you wind up like seven, eight wins. Maybe he says, I don't know if this is going to be a program that's going to be a national championship contender. I, maybe he does make the jump, but I, I doubt it. Who are you picking on Sunday? I'm going Broncos, which I, I, I'm, it just feels ridiculous to say that. Because, I mean, this is rock bottom. Like, things have been going horribly for the Broncos for the past six years, seven years. Like, no playoffs, losing records, all that sort of stuff. I and mean, coming into that stretch, you have more Super Bowl appearances than losing records, and now you've got, like, five or six losing records in a row. Um, then you say, like, oh, we got Russell Wilson, it's fixed. Nope. Oh, we got Sean Payton, it's fixed. Nope. And you're sitting here coming off a 50-point loss. I mean, 70 points. It, it feels like the world is ending in Denver, but at the same time, like I, I trust I see with the offense. I don't, I, the, the battle between the bears offense and Broncos defense is going to be something to watch. All right. Well, we got our, our, my bag man back here behind the set. Um, I wore the bag for the whole post game show on oh, uh, last Sunday. So I think we're kind of dubbing this, the bag bowl between the bears and the Broncos. Look, yeah. let me, Hank, I'm just going to give you a hypothetical. Uh, what's going to be worse for you guys, losing to the Bears on Sunday or losing to the Jets next week with Trevor Simeon leading them past you? So I think it's probably the next week. It's the Trevor Simeon-Nathaniel Hackett combination. Um, <laughs> it's it's debatable, though, because, again, like, I don't know. The Jets are a bad football team now. I know that they kind of, like, pulled through in that first game, but you've got Zach Wilson doing some just baffling stuff. I, I think that that's more embarrassing. I think the yeah. Jets' loss is more embarrassing. It's uh, at home, I, too. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. All I would right, agree. well, let me ask you this, and last question. Mm-hmm. Would you rather get <laughs> back on track or lose out and get Caleb Williams? <laughs> oh, wow. If you ask me this on Monday, it's an easy Caleb Williams um it's slowly shifted throughout the week because again like it is the bears and jets like there's a chance you're sitting here at two and three um and and nobody has the delusion of saying this is a playoff team but even if you lose out and go get Caleb williams i mean you gotta cut russ at that point that's a massive bill like you've got to tear down the team you're already 30 million bucks over the cap for next year so you're shooting for like 2026 in that world um but that's still probably better than what the broncos have going now Hank, appreciate you making time. I know you got to get to practice. Thanks, thanks for jumping on. We'll we'll, we'll see you. We'll see you Sunday. We'll see you Sunday. I'm assuming you, we'll see you Sunday. Yep, Sunday you, morning, eight a.m. You're coming out. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. All right. You're you're covering this game with alcohol in your system. Good. I, and we're not telling anybody. <laughs> Enjoy. Sounds Thank, good. Thanks, Hank. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, there yeah, you. and that's right. Uh, Hank will be coming out to the official CHGO tailgate. Uh, at the corner of Wabash and Cermak. Make sure you guys come out. It's uh, you know it's, it's the gold standard in Chicago Bears tailgating uh, at the Chicago Bears tailgating club. If you go to allchgo.com and hit the events tab, you can you know get a ticket to this event here coming up on Sunday and all the future tailgates that you saw just listed there. And if you become a diehard, uh, you can get a discount on that event or any of our future events coming up. We got some good Blackhawks ones. Blackhawks are on TV for the first time tonight. Connor Bedard making his debut at the United Center. And when you become a diehard, you get a free shirt right out the gate. 
discounts on any future purchases on t-shirts, uh, exclusive access to content like Mark's grades after the games and Adam Hoag's newsletter. So there's just a lot to offer when it comes to becoming a diehard. And you get to have access to our Discord chat, which me and Mark are promising to be in more and interacting with the fans because they're they're a great bunch. I, I was in there this morning. All right. Hey, uh, if you want to get high before the game on Sunday or any day, Sunnyside is your judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kind of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of the highest quality product. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season, elevate your day, elevate your life. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary, and they've got all the flavors for you. Today I'm going to tell you about the high supply, which is the which offers quality weed that's always available. The buds are expertly grown, lab-tested, available in vape carts, vape pens, flour, popcorn, shake, pre-rolls, shorties, concentrates, every single way you want it, they've got it for you. And now, through October 15th, you want to go to sunnyside.shop and use the code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use the code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. You'd have to be 21 or over or an Illinois Med Card holder. That's right. And uh, when you're ready to get rid of your satellite dish, no more NFL ticket with DirecTV and get that satellite off your roof and head on to FuboTV. Go to www.fubotv.com CHGO to sign up. 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately with a free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Watch local teams while traveling uh college football coming up on saturday like i said you want to watch some colorado buffs that we were talking about or some notre dame football some big 10 football northwestern wildcats winning a couple games uh you got all that to to watch on fubo tv including bears broncos nfl network red zone available so go ahead watch all your favorite college football and the nfl with fubo go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo to sign up for 15 percent set off your first month of fubo pro all right i want to make a request to bears fans yes lawrence well i was just gonna say we, we do have four supers that are all still a bit gets you related if we want to finish all right up sure let's one. let's do let's that and then chubbs, i want to make my request. a 20 dollar uh, super chat so hit start there uh chubbs 82 my man it's week four and the guy is talking about at least the sun yeah what am i read, missing read oh the i'm one sorry on screen Excuse me. Sorry, Chubbs. You got back-to-back here. Uh, first one is you can talk about Luke. You can talk about the receivers. But Justin has never shown the ability to anticipate a throw. He has missed easily over 100 open called routes the last two years. He will never win except the truth. It's week four. The guy is talking about at least the sun came up today. I'm young and got my health. He's cooked. Uh, look, Chubbs, I don't know about the truth because you're giving your opinion but your opinion as far as anticipated throws is spot on. It's a, it's a problem for Justin and the Bears, and it's a challenge for Getze, obviously, to call plays for somebody who does not throw with anticipation, which hopefully at some point you were, at least I was hoping, that he would get comfortable with, with a receiver like DJ Moore and that we, we'd start to see that. I saw it like three times in training camp, which was why I was inc- incredibly concerned that this team wasn't going to be any good. Uh, Steven Bielat, $5. Didn't Getsy say the world create, didn't get to say the, that he would create an offense based on the players rather than have a set system? 
he says that all the time, and I think he's trying to do it, and I think he's coming up short. Period. End of story. Um, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate you. Quinton Helms. My worry is lack of creativity we're seeing on offense, too. I feel like last year we saw so much more creativity on offense. This year is so bland. It's true. I mean, they, they looked like they were doing a million things uh, when, when they unlocked it for four games. And we haven't seen it for a long, long time now. Um, let's just get Kevin in here, too. $10. I have the feeling the Broncos are going to come out firing on all cylinders, and the Bears are just going to look flat. Sucks. Positivity. Where are you? Kevin, I, we will have some positivity for you by the – Time kickoff rolls around, or by the time our pregame show <laughs> well, rolls around. At least at, at the 11. tailgate. That's all. like the the five stages of being a Bears fan. It's this cycle you go through where you lose all hope on Sunday when they get their ass kicked, and then you're angry, and then halfway through the week, you start to conjure up ideas of how they're going to win, and then by the time you get to Saturday, you've now picked them to win, and then you find yourself right back where you started the next Sunday, getting your ass kicked and trying to understand why you even tried to convince yourself that they were going to win. That is the circle. Um, all right, Hoax coming up in six minutes. I want to. I want to. I want. I, I. I'm never going to tell you how to fan, but I'm going to make a request for those going to Soldier Field on Sunday. Uh-oh. And oh, it's a very simple request, and it's this. Do not boo Justin Fields. He doesn't deserve it. Fields has been a first-class guy from the second he stepped into this city, onto the field, when he shouldn't have been there against Cleveland, when it wasn't schemed at all, and we got him killed, and then they changed regimes, and he's kept his head down, and he's learned new footwork, or at least tried to. And if you're looking for something negative to say about Justin Fields, okay, one time he had a press conference where he was overly honest and said that he wants to be me, play free, F it. He, I walked around at training camp. I walk around the city, and I, saw, I see a zillion Justin Fields jerseys. You love this guy. And now he's not performing to turn on him and add on to it by booing him ain't going to help him and he doesn't deserve it. If the Bears call, if it's third and six and Luke Getze calls a run play and Roshan Johnson gets stacked up and is stopped and you want to boo then, go right ahead. Boo away. Send it at the coaches. Great. But to Fields, who. This is not Johnny Manziel. This is a guy not putting – this isn't someone who's not putting in effort. To, to lay on him, I personally don't think it's fair. I wouldn't do it. I don't think you should do it. That is my fan request. Oh, all right. I, I think it's a fair request. I get it. I, I get it from both ends because I understand the f- fans that feel like, hey, I have the right to boo if I don't like what I'm seeing on the field. I also understand from an asp- the, the standpoint of – Booing doesn't mean that we don't have your back. Jaquan Brisker said that a few weeks ago. Like, hey, you got to have our back. Us coming to the game year in and year out, filling that stadium every year is having your back. Booing means we expect better of you. We know you're better than this. But at the same time, at the same time. Go ahead. With where we're at as a team, 
and the fan base being as upset as they are, I have been to many games where we've hit this point, standing right by the tunnel where the players come out. And when they've come out the tunnel, before the game even starts, and some of the fans that have some the audacity to say some of the things they say to the players, booing is one thing I've heard much worse, much worse. Mm-hmm. That kind of crap puts the f- players, they are human beings too. You're putting them in a mental space that they don't need to be in. Encourage them because Bears fans are fickle. If they come out and score a touchdown early on, all that negative energy before the game, which will be palpable, will go away. Because at the end of the day, when people buy their tickets months in advance to go to a game, they just want to see a win. It's probably the only game they go to all year for the most part, aside from the season ticket holders. So just take that energy before the game, encourage them when they go up, then all of a sudden the vibes, the energy, the momentum, all of that feeds into the players playing with more energy. Yes, it's up to them to win the game. It's not up to the fans. To, but at the same time, we're all on the same side here. So I, I actually appreciate where you're coming from here. Thank you. Uh, and look, so uh, Kevin, Kevin Carlson, Carlson. Uh, $20 super. Carm, 100%. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you agreeing. Do love when people agree with me. Remember what the Phillies fans did for Turner. Turner was like hit a 200 batting average. They started cheering for him, and, and, and a good result came. Like, look, man. I've been at games where I've wanted to yell at players, and, I, and I've been I've been young and 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 or younger. In the first case that I'm thinking of, I was young, and I'm yelling at them, and then I felt like an idiot afterwards. But if you want to boo effort, okay. Somebody's not trying. Somebody acts like they don't give a shit. I get it. That's not Justin Fields, and so. I, I, I would implore you to have his back. Let's go, Justin. Stay up, baby. Today's your day. Something along those lines. Yep. That's what, in my mind, he deserves. Not that one picture that stood out from this past weekend and in Kansas City where fans are all over his ass. It's like, just, just come on, man. He, he, he just doesn't deserve this in any way, shape, or form. Let's go out to... Hallis Hall in a second here. Um, oh, in a second? You want to do it Well, yeah, first? I do. Okay. Why don't you... Sorry, Adam, we'll be there in a second. I, I just want to remind everybody that Chicago has a weekly picks X and NFL Survivor Contest. How do you do that? You go to Splash Sports. You're going to ring yourself real money. Head to SplashSports.com forward slash CHGO. Sign yourself up. You deposit cash. That gets you going. $10 to enter. So we're not talking about huge money here. Um, it is an investment, though. But, hey, you're going to love it. CHGO's weekly NFL Pick X contest and the CHGO Survivor contest. By the way, the more of you who enter, the more that everybody's going to win. So let's all do this together and let's all get rich. Head to SplashSports.com slash CHGO to join in. We're going to have different contests coming in and out all season long. So this is super exciting for us. We're loving competing against you. I've been in there each week. It's a a good look. So, uh, hey, add on to your game day. Be sure to click out, click 
our link in the description below. Yeah, and we're so excited to partner with our friends over at Circle K as well. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, and premium gas, of course. Look out for freebies and giveaways down the road. Want to go in and get your favorite snack while you're, you know, long road trip? Circle K's are always in your area, probably like 10 in your area. They're everywhere. Hit that griller up for lunch. Get a hot dog. Uh, so thanks to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. Visit the nearest Circle Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. Such a quality dog at Circle K. All right, now let's go out to Hallis Hall and bring in Adam Hogue, who was there for Luke Getze and Richard Hightower. Uh, seven or eight, Hogue, explosive plays that were available to the Bears on Sunday. What's your uh, take on, on Getze saying that there were seven or eight plays out there that the Bears didn't hit and they got to work on their execution? Well, first of all, I was trying to practice the Chris Collinsworth slide there, but Law wouldn't throw me up on the screen until I came back oh, in front of the that's my camera. <laughs> Come on, man. This is the uh, These are the explosive plays that are left out there, the details. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> I know? agree. I agree. True story. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here with the uh, this product that I'm trying Gotta to anticipate. Also, Carm, you know, I, I was set up to go to you, and then Carm just threw an ad break in there. So I, you know, Yo, I know. I only get, don't worry, I only gave him a six minute warning that I was ready this time. So that's not me. That should have been, I should have given him more time. Uh, uh, don't look, don't look down at your phone. You're not looking up at the guest enough. Now, now there's a six minute warning yeah. on the phone. Which way is it, Coach Hogue? What, what's, not what's so the easy. Not so easy in that seat, is it, my friend? Uh, hey, uh, Hey, uh, you guys are doing a great job. I've enjoyed most of the show, to be honest with you. I've been listening, and um, uh, I, nice effort at trying to create some type of rivalry with one of the best uh, <laughs> successful sports towns there is right now and <laughs> trying to compete with that. Yeah. Uh, they suck. I, I think Colorado's I got us. Hey, the Rockies beat I, the White Sox to 100 losses. Rockies suck. There you Cubs. Go. Socks. I mean, I only text Brandon Spano three times a day these days, seeing like, "Hey, uh, any chance I can come over there and cover some successful teams? That would be great." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brags, sorry about last night, man. It's it's tough out there. Um, <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm not. I genuinely mean. I'm that. not talking to you. Talk to Carm. <laughs> Answer my question, Hogue. Getsy said seven or eight explosive plays. Is he? Yeah. Is Getsy kind of hunkering down? Hey, hey, look, I, I set it up for you all, and you can't do anything. Seven or eight of them so out he, there. Yeah. All right. That's the part I find interesting. First of all, I actually count like ten. I think there were more than that that they were this close to having big plays on. And he's right that like every. That's what I go back to. Uh, Monday show that I did with Herb, and I had a list of I think twelve different plays that I was like, Hey, on this play, it's the right tackle. Hey, on this play, it's, um, you know, the DJ Moore dropped the ball, this play, the route's bad, this play, the quarterback didn't throw it and he should have. So he, that part is all true. I, I, I agree with Luke Getze on all that. Now the problem is the way it gets presented sometimes it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, like I'm putting this all on the players to correct these little mistakes it's a tricky thing because at the end of the day though the coaching staff's responsible for those details and making sure that the players get those details down the one thing i did appreciate was uh maybe it was mark grody who asked a question hey matt Eberflew says you guys are co close do you agree with that and his answer was like nah i don't know about that 
<laughs> we played it. I I, pl- I played like a three thing, the the seven or eight. And then he backed. He gave his reasoning on that, and I'm like, so you said so. He sees it in practice, and then I was like, so you see that you're close. He's like, yeah, no. Uh, thank you. I have yeah, no idea you, if we're. I have no idea if we're close, right? Thank you. I know that's what I meant by bringing that up. Like I appreciate it. Like because I've been. You guys saw me earlier in the week. Extremely annoyed by this idea that yeah everything's fine. We're close. No, you're not. You might be close to beating the Broncos. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, the line says three and a half, so that's better than the 12 and a half last week against the Chiefs, but that has to do with the opponent you're playing. How close are they to actually being a decent football team that can consistently win? That's the part I take exception to. Um, you think you're close to beat the Broncos this week? Maybe. I mean, we could talk about that, but um, this idea that they're just – and I, I even this like comparison to the Colts from a few years ago, when I think the Colts were one and five, like, okay, pretty sure that team still had Andrew luck. Uh, um, also, where did the Colts end up? Right. Everyone's on different teams. The coach ended up getting fired. Jeff Saturday was event. Like, so again, it's this idea of, uh, it's one thing to be close to winning a football game it's another to be close to getting this whole thing where it's supposed to be where your team president your new team president's talking about competing for championships i mean luke gets talks about attention to detail and missing you know a few you know eight plays or whatever but is correct me if i'm wrong but did i hear any kind of accountability towards his schemes his details on his route concepts Wide receivers all being in the same place. I'm seeing all these different breakdowns where people that have played the game or studied the game are like, this doesn't make sense. Is Luke Getze making sense of any of this? Um, no. I mean, it, I don't want to say that he didn't take any accountability. There's there's some, some drops of it here and there. But um, we certainly haven't reached a point where, you know, there's the and the same thing for the head coach, you know, the the outward, hey, that, you know, it eventually the buck stops with me. I got to get this thing better. Um, they're not quite there yet, I guess. Sunday was as bad as it gets. You know, it's a small thing, but Richard Hightower was asked a question about uh, a punt return that they gave up. And it wasn't a terrible return, but they definitely lost contain and and. I forget what the exact number was, 15-something yards, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, And he broke down every aspect of what went wrong on that. And he's done this the last couple of weeks. And I I just – I appreciate that because it's – you can tell us what went wrong. You can go – you can tell us why something didn't work or why something did work without giving away state secrets. Um, That's the level of accountability I like with with coaches and he did so in a way where yeah it kind of seems like it was the player's fault but it's not like he was throwing them under the bus he was just explaining you know what went wrong on this particular play and oh by the way i think you know bear special teams has been pretty decent so far i mean definitely of the three phases they've been the best yeah i really enjoyed richard hightower's presence at the podium like i don't know what he can do like one day as a head coach but from a presence standpoint alone i thought he he looked and sounded the part logan ride out uh ten dollar super chat just to echo kind of what i was asking when will someone ask getsy in the press conference about his play calling where he is at in his growth and evolution as opposed to just asking about what the players need to do better well, I think those questions have been asked. I mean, I, I, I think 
I think those there's a difference between what's asked and what's answered. Um, I think that there's definitely been uh, plenty of questions about what's getting called. Um, you know, the only thing I would say maybe today for, is there could have been more about commitment to the run. Guys, I'm exhausted, dude. I, I, I'm sorry. It, it, this, I, I, I've been through this charade too many times, and I get that it's it's part of it's been part it's part of the job. It's part of our job. It's part of their job to answer the questions. But when everything's not working, really, the only answers that matter goes back to what you've been saying, Braggs, This this week, like stop talking and just do, right? And so. I think one way or the other, most of these questions have been asked. Um, coaches, when it's this bad, don't have answers. You got to go out there and answer it on the football field. And you do have an opportunity this week against a really bad defense. Um, probably the only defense that's up there in the same category as the Bears defense right now. Um, I like some of their pieces better than what the Bears have, uh, especially if Jalen Johnson's not playing this week and you remove him off the field too. But I look at this as a matchup where you can help everyone, including your quarterback, including yourself, if you just run the ball more. If you just commit to it, stick to it. And by the way, if I'm the Broncos, I heard some of what Henry had to say too. They're probably going to say the same thing. You know, um, but... Until we see it, and, and um, I don't know, I don't know what else there is to ask or answer at this point. The Bears just got to get it done. Shout out to Nicholas Moriano for as he got the last question into to uh, get say Nick doing a great job, and he, uh, Josh Lucas was who's been on this show has been on Hogan Johns and was on the score yesterday. Um, you know, it was just he, he's teeing up that. Fields does not look like the dude who threw for 291 yards against the Steelers back in 2021. That that the confident dude that was playing free. I mean, I think if we could all think back to that moment in time, he's flying around the field, he's pointing fingers. The Bears are coming back. They're taking the lead. The defense blows it. They lose the game. But it was that that that, that uh, was, ref screwed us. Right. Go ahead. The, Sorry. So Hogue, I'm I'm just asking you. Uh, I thought it was a great job by Nick asking that question. Are you, would would you echo what seems to be a growing thought that that the confidence level of fields is just whatever it once was is just not there anymore i mean what do you think of nick's question well i thought it was a good question i thought the answer was questionable um the answer was oh fields yeah he's getting all this confidence um and Again, I, I realize as a coach, you don't want to just come out and be like, oh, yeah, he's not confident. I mean, he's not going to say that. But you could still acknowledge the fact that, dude, come on. He's clearly not the same guy right now. I, it's just obvious to everybody. Ask me the question, somebody. I, I want to answer it. Do you it, think that just, Justin Fields is the same quarterback he was when he threw for 291 yards against Pittsburgh? Justin, I appreciate the question. Justin is going through – the hardest time that he's ever gone through in his career right now. We've lost 13 games in a row. He's being he's been asked to play quarterback at the highest level on a team that let's be honest, we have not had uh, you know, the best roster in the league. So this of course has taken a toll on him and it's my job and it's our jobs to to help us get it out of there and I think you know once we see you know, one big game, he will be back to where he's where he was and then some for having gotten through this. But right now it's a really tough time. 
Anybody yeah. got a problem with that answer? No, I don't have a problem with it. And, um, you know, other than him just trying to maintain that the idea that Fields' confidence is the same, I, I didn't necessarily have a problem with Getsy's answer either. It's a good question. Again, I just I think about that night in Pittsburgh a lot um, for many different reasons. But, you know, I, it still stands in, you know, sticks in my mind that throw over the middle to Cole Komet. It was a great catch. It was a great throw. Um, Fields played great. I remember being in my hotel room in, uh, in Pittsburgh the following morning with ESPN on. And the conversation, the conversation was all about two things. It, and it was the ridiculous uh, butt bump by Tony Carrenti on uh, Cassius Marsh that drew that ridiculous taunting call. Um which I was the one who interviewed Tony Carrenti after that game as the pool reporter uh, about that. Uh, but the other part of it that they were talking about was how good fields looked. And, and it, 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 so it wasn't even really about the Steelers winning the game. It was about Justin Fields and how the Bears got screwed. Um, so we're a long ways away from that right now. But I, it's, it's interesting that's come up because I, I held on to that. Because remember, Fields got hurt after that. The rest of the season didn't really go as planned, but when we were going into last season, going into 22, I, I know myself included, a lot of us were hanging on to that game in Pittsburgh to see, you know, the potential of Justin Fields. Uh, he's got to get that robotic. He said he's feeling robotic, and that's what you see the difference in, you know. Uh, Hoag's got to pop on off here. Any Anything that we missed that uh, happened today out there? And I know that, you know, locker room's coming up. Yeah, not, not much. Um uh, else uh, from those two press conferences um you know i wouldn't expect any major changes on the injury report today uh bears have their hands full um i would just say i i agree with a lot of the analysis that's been out there that this particular week against the chiefs the um, the receivers got to do a better job they they were they were they were stuck on these corners way too much it's a good defense but you got good corners this week, right? Patrick Sertan, we can talk about the the defense, uh, the Broncos defense all we want, but I'd imagine he's glued to DJ Moore, right, for most of this game. Um, I have DJ Moore on my fantasy team. I'm not playing him this week. That doesn't seem very smart. Um, but that's this is an opportunity, I would think, for, for Darnell Mooney to step up, um, for Chase Claypool to step up if that's ever going to happen. Um, but the quarterback's got to find who's open. And for the love of God, run the ball. Hogue, we'll see you Sunday at 11 o'clock, brother. Actually, we'll see you at 8 at the tailgate. I know you're going to be the first person there. 7.30, so, our tailgate starts. That's fine, but I'm not coming anymore because I wasn't invited to the Winnebago. Didn't know that existed. So, sorry, guys. You have a good well, time. Well, when you oh. run out of the studio, you know, Mr. Hollywood, that's what happens. You miss out on the fun. Now, when the Cubs win today, I want a hearty retweet from my guy Adam Hogue for the postgame show. <laughs> I was and if they lose, last... I don't want you to talk or look at me ever again. You promise? <laughs> <laughs> I have a quick question, though. Are you gassing up the vehicle from Ray Auto Group and driving up to Green Bay tonight? No, I'm not making that trip. Okay. We gotta. Oh well, we try. We gotta walk through. We got a flag football practice that needs to be. We got multiple practices. We got, yeah, we got. Uh, you know, you know, when your flag football team, and it's not even my. I'm not even one of the coaches, but you know, when you lose 47 to one, I, I, I Sunday was a rough day. We, I get we it. We gotta get. 
you know, we got things that have got to be figured figured out, and I don't think going to Lambo would really fix those things. All right, Adam, we'll see you Sunday whenever you get there, because I know you're going to be there. <laughs> and look forward to your coverage. I'm coming Adam. to the tailgate. I'll see everybody there. I'm Let's looking go. forward to it. It's going to be a fun day. Um, Braggs, you text me what time I'm supposed to be there, and I'll be there. 6 a.m. We're setting up. There it is. <laughs> no, right. no chance I'm there at 6. <laughs> All right. We'll see you. Right. Hollywood home. There it is. I'll have it set up for him. Don't yes. Uh, hey uh, there, Braggsy. You're going to do that, and I'm going to. What am I? you going to do I, this? I'm a gonna, little bit of this? I'm going to do this. A little bit of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how to make money, and that's with DraftKings. We're, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're back. It's another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook's keeping you up on that NFL action. Listen, new customers, if you want to support CHGO, a great way to do it is becoming a new customer at DraftKings. Bet 5 bucks, You get $200 instantly in bonus bets. So put 5 bucks on, I don't know, fade the Bears until further notice. I mean, that's my advice, but <laughs> do a million other things too. Uh, DraftKings doesn't stop there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO. Again, new customers, $5 bet, $200 instantly in bonus bets. It's only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, the NFL with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Our DraftKings Player of the Week this of the week. week. Pick of, the Pick, of the week. Week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. You know, I was looking at tonight's game. Yeah. Um, now Thursday, Thursday night football. They do the uh, early win bet, and you only have to get up seven points. Okay. So if the one team goes down the field and goes up seven nothing, you win the money line bet. So, Lions. Done. Right. Packers. But the Packers are right now plus 114, so you get a little plus money on that. All right, take Green Bay. I, I mean, you know, a little Luke Musgrave down the field. Maybe sure. Maybe uh, Christian Watson gets the touchdown. Right. And then they. Ari yeah. Blazing game. He's Anytime not, touchdown. Pick yeah. of the week. I don't think that's going to be the okay. winner. It's enough with that. Why don't you no, talk? it's not enough with that. And another person that I'll never get enough of is our guys over at FOCO. F-O-C-O, use the code C-H-G-O on all non-presale items. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It's playoff baseball season. Get your Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags. Because the Cubs are making the playoffs, baby. Everything you need for a game. Set decorations like you see behind us. FOCO has donated some of these awesome pieces to our set. So they've showed us some love. Go show them some love and get your man cave decked out in some of the stuff you see here on our set. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off on F-O-C-O, FOCO. All right, uh, any super chats we need to get to? I think oh, we, yeah. d- definitely the Duke, forty nine ninety nine. Wow, it's a big one, Duke, love you. Exactly, Braggs, you hear NFL vets saying Justin needs to be better, but what the heck is, is this play design? Fire the coaches and bring in an OC and a head coach now. It's going to look like crap anyway. At least let it be a progression away from the scheme. Duke, I love that you want things now. You're going to have to be able to just, just be a patient Duke. Be a patient Duke. I know it's hard to be a patient Duke. Uh, let's see what else out there. Uh, Elliot, $975. What is the Bears' identity? Seems we don't have an identity since Lovey was fired. Bears will be 
the defensive and offensive teams circled to get back on track. Uh, Elliot, you're asking the same question that I've been asking uh, going back to June. What are the Bears good at? And which is why the Duke wants. Well, last year I felt like their identity was fighters. I mean, they fought in every freaking game. They okay. did have the franchise record in rushing yards as a team in Chicago Bears history. Granted, we all understand Justin Fields had a big part of that. But their identity last year, I thought, was to fight no matter how bad their roster was. Right. Well, and they got to get. They absolutely, positively got to get back to that. That's a good underline by you. Uh, who's next? Joe Calcagno, my man. Four ninety nine. Did they unlock anything last year, or was Justin just playing hero ball because he had no other option? Too much credit was given to them last year. Well, they did have a major shift, Joe. We got to acknowledge that they came out of the Commanders game. They took the extra time. Yep. The offense looked different, and it Justin, wasn't all Justin, on the ground either. I mean, he had obviously some of his most explosive plays on the ground, but they had plenty of passing touchdowns through that. But the, I think the question is, is was it sustainable, not only from an, a health standpoint for Justin, obviously it wasn't, but more so people are like, well, why can't they just do what they did last year? Well, the defenses get paid too. Right. They've and a, they've they, adjusted to what they try, were trying to do in that six-game span as well. Exactly right. Sweetie shorts, four ninety nine. I mean, definitely I'm, says sweaty. Sweaty shorts, <laughs> sweetie shorts, sweaty. Hogan that, cannot read. That would, shut up. That would make more sense. I need glasses. That's true. Thank you. Good, good, good point. I firmly stand saying it's not JF1. It's the coaching and general manager. Polls has to put the right talent on the team and coaches with the vanilla schemes. All right, Sweaty. Uh, it's always more fun to blame the coaches for sure. Sure, why not? You're <laughs> Screw enti- them. You most, enti- you most definitely are entitled to your opinion. D. Larso, 15, 499. Anyone else get the feeling... Of their blood boiling here and Getsy speak about how we need to clean up the details after losing 41 you know, this, to 10. This will be the most meatball thing I say today, but the pictures of him smiling and laughing had me as pissed off as I've been all week. I'm like, no smiling. Quit it. No laughing. Is why, Zero. Just, is that why you're yelling or t- talking to me when we were playing the clip? And I yeah, had the and I asked if this was a picture today. for today. I yeah. mean, that was just, I don't, think Nick Don't freaking smile. That's How right. dare you enjoy anything right now? Sure. No smiling allowed. We're Bears fans. We're 0-3. <laughs> Chris Gura, $5. Still waiting on my one-second video of Nick to oh. make up for the 59-second Moriano minute. Also, we don't blitz more this week. Can we f- fire flus? Uh, Nick apologizes to you, Chris, and everybody else. Honestly, and- uh, Chris, the, the, yesterday's was a minute and two seconds. I actually clipped off the very beginning where he says, like, Hey, Bears fans, or whatever he says at the top. I had to clip that off. It was too long. Oh, so, so it's your fault. Nick's, no. You no. owe Chris that second No, I back. don't. No. Nick's Give do- him a Hey, Bears fans. That'll make up for it. Hey, Bears fans. There you go. Nick's you go, doing Chris. a phenomenal job with the Moriano minutes. It's, it's, it's growing. It's building. It's, it's getting all sorts of action. Great job, Nick, and he'll work on that one-second thing. Two dollars. never do something in a minute. Uh, no, you cannot. Uh, $2, <laughs> $2 from Elliot 970. Bill O'Brien should be the next second. Fire fleet. We're not hiring Bill O'Brien. Get that off the screen right Bill now. Bill O'Brien? <laughs> what are we Give doing? Give him his money back. Yeah, we're, we're, we're refunding that. Logan Rideout, $10. When everything is bad, the problem is coaching. Or George McCaskey. We gotta, somebody's got to get to the quarterback. They didn't address it. Nah, I don't want to even go down that road again. Chubbs, 82. $5. I can't wait for Justin's next press conference when he starts singing, the sun will come out tomorrow. Damn you, Chubbs. It's we almost made it through this whole it, show without Carm singing. It's only a day away tomorrow. And lastly, Andrew Sullivan, 499. If you were to handicap polls being around after the season, 
I really hope we don't let him pick this upcoming draft. I would bet Oof. 95 that Poles is here. I agree. Yeah. 95. Now, the coaching feels closer to 50 50, um, if not more the other way. All right. I am back in 57 minutes with CHGO Sports with Kevin Kaduk and oh, Casey Standohar. And uh, me. And Lawrence Benedetto. Braggs will be back on Spaces and at your local <laughs> delicatessen. <laughs> hit the like button, please. <laughs> See you at Circle Appreciate K. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Please hit the like button on your way out, especially you, Ray Beza. You keep us in check. You might be mad at us, but we love you. We love We all. love you, Ray. And if we you're listening to this you. on the Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, please, a five-star review would be wonderful. If you give a five-star review, I will give you Mark Carmen's phone number. Yeah, all that's right? all you need to do. Five-star review. Uh, and I, I, take, I take all calls, and uh, keep them coming. We'll even during the show. I love you too, Keith Riggle. I love all of you. Hit that like button on your way out, and I love you even more. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Tomorrow... Obviously, uh, we got Nick and Will giving the preview to game day, and then pre- and post-game show coming up on Sunday with a live watch-along during the game, which have been a lot of fun. So make sure you tune in for all of that going forward. See you at CHGO Sports, at CHGO Sports Pod at 2 in 56 minutes now. Thanks for watching.